Aquarius Productions specializes in photography, videography, sound, and entertainment. Comedy reels, headshots, music videos. Make sure to catch Zachary Perkins' latest music video dropping this week. Aquarius worked with the talent of, uh, of Astro Clown Productions to make it insert chef's kiss here. I'm not fucking doing it this time. Did I you say nude it. video? I'm not watching a nude video. No, a, a new Perkins. video. You fucking delinquent. <laughs> Aquarius worked with... The, oh, I already read that part. Uh, Aquarius is here to help you realize your vision. And if you aren't an entertainer and you love entertainment, I mean, who does it? They are here to produce comedy and music events for you. Contact their Facebook or Instagram page for details. Aquarius, content created by artists for artists. Let's start the show. Ooh, it is Thursday night and you know what time it is. It's time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and I actually know what fucking day it is. Uh, tonight, our it's guest Wednesday. has... It's Thursday or Wednesday? What day is it? It's Wednesday oh, afternoon. It's, it's Wednesday. not even nighttime, dude. <laughs> I'm old. It's Shut not up. even fucking nighttime. Shut your face. So our guest tonight, if I go over all of his credits, we're going to have just an episode of that. But he <laughs> has been in probably every comedy festival known to man. He's been on Comedy Central dozens of times. He's been on True TV. He hosts his own podcast. And you will actually have a lot of chances to see him coming up because he's coming to Hattiesburg, uh, Brewski's in Hattiesburg, June 18th, Club 337 in Lafayette, Louisiana on June 19th, the Alabama Music Box in Mobile, Alabama. I will go to that show for sure on June 20th, and Whiskey Runner Saloon in Pensacola, Florida on June 24th. So all of our listeners should be able to go somewhere to one of those shows. Please welcome probably one of the greatest comedians on the planet right now, Mr. Sean Patton. How are you doing today, sir? That's just, you know what? And that was great. I'll send you a check uh, or Venmo for that intro. Yeah, yeah. I need at least least five bucks, something like that. That felt like like it was written by my subconscious, you know, or... (laughs) Uh, or my mom, you know, but which, which, what's the difference? You know? So you are, uh, you were born in new Orleans, weren't you? I, I'm, I'm, I'm originally from Chalmette, Louisiana, which is uh, like okay. the, yeah, right. like the Staten Island of new, of yeah. new Orleans, you know? So you do that thing like, that all Southerners do where you're from some other like bullshit little town and you just tell everyone you're from the nearest city that they would know. Oh no no no! Oh no! Chalmette's legit part of like the New Orleans proper, but uh, I mean it's yeah it's it's a it's it's a different parish which uh, I don't think any other state or city or anyone fucking has. I think only like old cities in France have them. It's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> you know, like Chalmette's le- legit like the fucking white trash haven of New Orleans. You know. Um, it's like right. It's like right next to. It's like just. It's right next to the ninth ward. It's. It. We're not white trash. We're more like white recyclable. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It sounds. Yeah. It sounds a lot like where where I'm from specifically because I'm from Van Cleve and whenever I'm on the road I'm just like yeah I'm from Biloxi Mississippi yeah because mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's gonna know that Van Cleve is the meth capital of the world is it um, oh it is yeah for real um, yeah if if you need meth man just come hit me up. 
I mean, I'm not surprised that it's in Mississippi, but yeah. the Miss, Mississippi, I also refer to as the Connecticut of the South. Yeah. Because there's. How does he get to do that kind of joke? And when I do that joke, it lands like, a, you know, a turd on shag carpet. Jason does have a joke very similar to that. Yeah. That it's the, that it's, that it's the Connecticut. No, we were in Florida a few weeks ago and I, I, I went right up on stage. My first joke was good to be back in Florida, the Alabama of the South. And I got heckled to death afterwards. I, yeah. I mean, Florida, Florida, is a, Florida, I mean, Florida is like a meth head it's like a yeah <laughs> like florida as a state is like a, and i know there's gonna be florida pride people who hate that but like there's some great parts of florida but there's a lot of areas of florida where it's like i don't know what i'm getting right now there's no consistency as to <laughs> like some you, you've been there some cities are just like madness crazy oh, yeah. redneck fucking lunatics and then some are like all city yeah yeah some are like cultural <laughs> like chill you know like like i was surprised at how you uni- or um uh what's international orlando is oh, you yeah, know for sure and like a lot of brits love florida they love it they love See, that that's place. the thing like florida is like the, like a microcosm of all of america because mm-hmm. you've got the panhandle which is basically just an extension of Mississippi, where it's the yeah. rednecks, it's, you know, like Trump country. And then you, the more you get into it, you know, it's sort of like, you know, like you get to the Orlando area, it's like, it's like Disney destination. You go down to Tampa, yeah. it's like, yeah, like, that's a whole different world. You go to Miami, it's very, very Latin. And it's like, it's like all this different stuff in one state. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and, they, it's and just, the- it's all shit. And they don't like being called the Alabama. Yeah, I, I found that out the hard way. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 where in Florida were y'all? We were in Pensacola, actually, uh, where you have a date coming up. How crazy is that? I do, I do. And like, I haven't been to, I haven't been to Pensacola in this century. How about that shit? Wow. Last yeah. time I was in Pensacola was like, and not because I try and avoid it, avoid it. I don't, I just, it's like, you just find years go by and then you're like, I haven't been to the panhandle in a while. I wonder what's going on in the Pensacola area. You know, oh, a show I can do? Well, then, touche. But for the most part, yeah, man. I mean, every state's got fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) yeah, every state. Like, California's full of fucking rednecks and and also, uh, I don't know know what you call the opposite of a white neck, like a a fucking uh, a pale neck because they have sweaters. <laughs> they have sweaters on and they never go outside yeah. and they just sit on their computers and complain about how offensive everything is. The pale necks. It's yeah. got that. New York's got fucking idiots everywhere. I mean, I love New York City, but you get you get outside of New York and you're like, whoa, OK, here's where all the there you go. Kind of makes, some... makes you wonder what, like when you travel around the country, which I, I have done before. And like you yeah. said, there's idiots everywhere and you're just like, how are we surviving as a country? Buddy, as a species. Go, yeah. I, I've, you, go, you go around. Don't I like that's the thing. Like, don't let any other country shit talk you as an American. I mean, I'm, I'm, because they've all got fucking morons as well. Like, you know, you go to England, there's dipshits everywhere. Fucking Australia. I went to like fucking I went to I went to China a few years ago. And there's some great parts of China, but there's also some like hardcore racist just oh, yeah. government loving fucking chinese and it's, it's freaky it's every 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 the human race it's it, it shocks me that we're still here 
probably because our our rate of of uh, pregnancy and birth, you know, kind of outweighs our stupidity. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I guess we're just out outnumbering the actual. Yeah, we have volume on our side for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, yeah, that's how it is. I mean, also living up north, like living up here, being from the south, you've got a lot of fucking people who've never been to the south, mm-hmm. but just like make these assumptions about it. Are just like, oh, you're from the South. How many cousins have you boned? And you're like, first of all, that's a fucking ridiculous stereotype. Uh, secondly, I do have at least three third cousins that I think are pretty hot. And third and third cousin does mean no blood relation. OK, basically just friends. Thirdly, anyone who's never been to the South, but still makes judgments about it based on like just shit they've overheard. It's just as ignorant as someone who's never left the South. And thinks we're all up here drinking fucking, you know, Catholic baby blood and worshiping the devil. Oh, I know. Uh, when you first went up north, like I, I don't feel like I have an accent, but I know it comes out. And but you definitely have an accent. I know, but I I try not <laughs> to to you know I try to fix it, but it's hard <laughs> because I'm surrounded by it. Can I say that the the harder you're trying not to have one, it sounds more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing: I I went up to Seattle a few years ago, and when I was up oh, there, no. like I was like I, I became like a circus freak. Like people would just like make me say things, ask me things about the South. It was it was weird. Like I it was I felt like an alien. It is it is ridiculous, dude. Because also I feel like like certain cities in the South are more like progressive and actually human than certain parts oh, yeah. of like the Northwest or the North or the West. Yeah. Of course, man. Cause like you need both sides. I don't, I don't, I don't think one just, just a wash of either the left or the right creates a very fucking positive environment. You know what I mean? Like yeah. both of them, uh, you know, you, you need, you need a little mix of both and cities like new Orleans They're like in Texas, you got Austin, you got Houston, you got new Orleans and Louisiana in, in Mississippi. I mean, I've never been, to Van Cleve, but like I love Hattiesburg. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. And like yeah. I, Alabama, I love Birmingham. I love Hattie. Um, not Hattiesburg. Uh, what's the fucking one? Huntsville. Oh Huntsville's yeah, great. You know what I mean? Like people always think Alabama is just a bunch of fucking, like you know, tobacco, like straw chew and hillbillies. And yeah, that's Montgomery. But like you go up to fucking Huntsville, that's like where NASA's think tank is. Yeah. Right in, yeah. in Alabama, northern Alabama, you know, and Mobile's the the same way. It's like really, it's a really great city. It's very like you Mobile's know, progressive. An, yeah, Mobile's an awesome time, dude. Mobile is where Mardi Gras started. Oh as yeah, a, dude. as a New Orleanian, we are always reminded like it started in Mobile, but then they had God laws on Sunday, so they came <laughs> our direction to our godless city. I mean, Louisiana for the most part. You got Louisiana, New Orleans is awesome. Lafayette's pretty great. Baton Rouge is a good time. But a lot of Louisiana just hates the, the city of New Orleans. Oh, it's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I've kind of gotten that feel going like through other places to get to New Orleans. Like, oh, yeah. it's entirely different from the actual city. So I actually wanted to ask you about that. Like, so I know you're based in New York now. Yeah. Um, when you do go on the road and you go back home, like back to New Orleans, back to Lafayette, back to the state of Louisiana, is is the reception like better there? Like, do you feel like you're at home, or is it? Does it remind you of like coming up as 
you know, getting shit on and fucking bullshit bars all the time. Like what, what's that kind of feeling like when you, when you go back home now? I mean, it depends. Like, uh, I don't, you know, like if I, when I do shows in new Orleans, if I put one on my, you know, I produce it with a, there's a couple of, uh, you know, like, cause the new, first of all, the new Orleans comedy scene has progressed so much mm-hmm. from back when I started way back. You know what I mean? Like, there was barely anything when I started and then I left and like, now there's a decent, there's a decent little scene there and it's pretty great. And like, so there's a couple of comics I'll produce local shows with. I mean, for the most part, I find that like, you know, I'm not like this golden boy. Like I don't, uh, I still do shows where, you know, people show up and they have no fucking clue who I am. They just bought tickets because they saw that I'd been on TV or like something like that. But like, it's, it's, I, I've done comedy now on four different continents. And if I've learned anything is that it is a universal language, right? And that's the first thing I think I tell any comedian to like accept as fast as you possibly can, like accept that like comedy is universal in the, and like, it's not that like when you go to also, when you perform in like Australia or when you perform in like England or even China, when I was performing in China, like, getting up there and thinking oh they're not gonna get me because i'm different is the first way to just immediately put yourself in a hole yeah you know what i mean because the audience can feel it you're not delivering it with confidence you're being hesitant and then you start questioning yourself on stage like oh you guys just don't understand that's too that's too american or that's like because i've done that before early on when i would be here and then i would go back home and perform and say shit like that say shit like well, well, that's a New York thing, but it's like they understand what a New York thing is. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, yeah. I, that's the thing that I love most about your comedy is it's so freaking relatable. No matter what oh, you're thanks. talking about, um, you know, and, and with us being, you know, I grew up, you know, an hour away from New Orleans. Like right. the, the stuff you talk about, like New Orleans, like whole scuttle, your whole story about scuttlebutts, like Tony Sorry. Satchery's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like that's so freaking relatable to everything but i feel like the way you do it, it like it's relatable to anybody from anywhere thanks man i mean i i think the key to it all and it's the hardest part that's the that's the that's the trick that's the catch 22 the the paradox or whatever it's the i think i might have just named three completely different things by the way <laughs> 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 I'm not i just said i said that like well you know the dichotomy the the um the juxtaposition, you know, the, the, the irrelevance of it all. It's like, wait, wait, you just, you just use three completely different words. But um, the hardest thing about doing this is learning to truly trust who you are on stage, which, and, if, and that should be yourself. You should be yourself. And that's the hardest person to be in front of others is 100% you, but you kind of have to in order to pull off certain things. Like any comedian can get good at the technical side of it. I see that all the time. You see comedians who get to this technical level where like they can write funny jokes. They have good stage timing. They have good stage presence. They can perform, but then they hit this wall where it seems like they just can't seem to cross it. Like there's a, and it's because they're not truly being them. They're trying to fit into a different box or a different style, or they're, they're trying to force themselves down an avenue where in reality, it's like, as long as you're yourself, the avenues will also present themselves. You know, it's like paths are shy. They need to know you're fucking real before they open themselves up to you. That's some, I read that uh, in a book 
that I wrote. I wrote that. Um, and and <laughs> but basically, like, yeah, you like whenever I whenever you go home, whenever I go home, I love going home. But I also like would never because I've seen this shit, too. I would never act like a big dog. Like, that's fucking oh, yeah. ridiculous. I've seen that a lot of times where people just roll in like uh, I, I kill these these jokes, kill it in fucking New York. And it's like, well, they go back there. Like, because right, it's yeah. not working here, you know, and it's like, I'm not saying a joke needs to work everywhere. In fact, I've been a very huge proponent of like, you shouldn't try to be for everyone. You know, you shouldn't make that attempt. I think maybe 20 years ago, there was a lot of comedians saying things like, no, you got to be able to kill it in every room. I don't think that applies so much anymore. I think comedy's become so niche, especially yeah. with audiences and especially with the internet, meaning you can reach a certain type of person. Uh, with a certain type of sense of humor, like you just have to be able to do you be your best version of you as a comedian and let the audiences find you, but don't, and don't, but don't fucking shit on them when they don't get you. I see that a lot. You know, I think you, you hit the nail on the head though. I think if you are genuinely who you are and that's how I feel like what your comedy is like it, it, people are generally going to get drawn to it. Because you yeah. are being genuine, a, a genuine person, like genuinely being who you are and being a funny person. Ah, uh, thanks, man. I mean, it's 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 a, it's it's interesting. It's it's a, such a fucking crazy time to be a comedian because there's so much of it, and like, mm. there's so like when I started doing comedy, which wasn't a crazy crazy long time ago, but it was a long time ago. Like it was just a different vibe. Like it was sort of this underground thing that you had to seek out and like it was of course popular but it wasn't like it is now where it's almost like it's almost like i feel like it's we're, we're a year or two away from like stand-up comedy classes being an alternative or like a, a class you could take in high school being like an elective you know what i mean like like theater like you'll be able to, there'll be theater or there'll be stand-up comedy and like i kind of just don't love that idea and i disagree with it on a lot of levels because i do think and this is a completely different conversation to have, but I think institutions of art forms oftentimes ruin those art forms. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, however, it's an, it's an inevitability. It's the, anytime something gets popular, an institution, a, a classroom thing is going to pop up around it. And yeah. I don't know that I agree with stand-up comedy needing a curriculum. I right. kind of feel like we're about to hit another comedy boom, though, because, you know, the, the world has been kind of dark uh, yeah. for, for a while now. So I think people are going to look for that release. And I mean, I would argue that we're already in it. I would argue that we've, yeah. been in a, we've been in a boom that started maybe two or three years ago. And even with the pandemic, it sustained because there was so much online. Like so many comedians put out specials last year. You know, yeah, they filmed them before the or like you got a guy like Sam Morrill, who's just so goddamn prolific that he put out a he put out a special before, right before the pandemic, and then during the fucking pandemic. Jesus. Like right, he yeah. he filmed it all on rooftops and it's great. And like I, I would argue that we're in the midst of a boom now that will probably last another five or six years, and then there'll be another bus. But I don't think it's anything to fear because when you look at like the original comedy bus of the early nineties, which yeah. is well before my time, but that bust spawned a lot of amazing fucking comedy oh, yeah. because because people the public stopped giving a shit and it became underground it became this like cool to like form again as right. opposed to now where it's like 
I mean, Jesus Christ, there's so much of it out there. And I think a lot of people are doing it wrong. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people are like trying to be cool and funny at the same time. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. You should just try to be funny and let cool accomplish itself. Yeah. But when people, when you try to be like, I'm hilarious, but I'm also fucking chill. I'm also, look how fucking cool I am. Isn't this hilarious? This is hilarious. Look at me hanging out with all these sexy people by a pool. Isn't that fucking funny? That's so fucking funny. Oh my God. Check this out, dude. I'm riding in this fucking vehicle. I don't even know what it is. An SUV. Oh, damn. Oh, that's hilarious, right? Like, there's so much of this, like, look how cool I am. I'm also a comedian bullshit. And I, I guarantee a lot of those comedians, you, got, you watch their acts and you're like, oh, there's not, this isn't an act. This is just a persona. You just want, but, but, right. but society loves that shit. Society loves cool people. And like, let, let, let the masses go fucking watch the cool comedians, you know, fucking sell shoes and be like, oh, look what I'm wearing, this outfit. In this outfit, hilarious? I'm a comedian. And let them draw all the masses and we'll just be here like, hey, fuck it. You know, uh, we'll be creating hilarity. Absolutely. (laughs) That's why I'm excited for uh, a guy like you to... uh... What the Starts, fuck were you gonna say, Jason? I was gonna say like that that the thing about trying to be cool and all that stuff kind of reminds me of uh the the Mother's Night, the Mother's Day show of a. Oh God, dude! I don't even want. <laughs> what happened? That what guy. happened? Oh. What happened? Tell me. This we had dude. this fucking shitty headliner who's been doing comedy probably a fourth of the time I fucking have, who came in and he fucking nobody, and he's like, "Hey, if you all want pictures with me after the show." You can pose with me up here at this show that's still going on, and I'm just gonna draw the fucking attention oh, yeah. to me. Like, oh, dude, buddy, those those okay? Because like, there are there are certain types of like like a guy like Burt Kreischer, who I fucking love, love him. Um, his genius lies in his ability to make every audience in the moment feel like they are part of it's a it's an organic thing. Have you ever seen Burt live? I've never seen him. No, I haven't actually. I'd love Bert, to though. Yeah. Burt Live is one of the fucking funnest times you'll ever have because he gets up there. He's an amazing storyteller. He's got some fucking hilarious stories and he, he's got some great jokes. He's a great joke writer. But what he does is he kind of like he incorporates the audience into the show in a way that is real. Like he's got his shirt off. You know, he's not trying to look cool at all. Burt Kreischer, right. Burt Kreischer is so cool because he doesn't give a fuck about looking cool. You understand? But he, he like, he pulls the audience in and makes them part of the show in a way that I have never seen anyone else actually do successfully. And I feel like with every, for every, every great comedian like that, they fucking ruin that. That's a very old saying. They ruin an entire generation. And I get, oh, yeah. and I guarantee that guy you're talking about probably saw Bert live at one point. It was like, that's what comedy is. You just got to bring people. You got to make it, bring them on stage, make them part of the show. It's like Bert only does that because he's got fucking years of experience and material and material yes. that he could fucking draw you in with and make you his bitch. He, I mean, it's like, oh, it's fucking great. You see that shit all the time, dude. Like people, people don't want to write or don't want to put in the work. How you have to have the material. You have to have the material. It's I can't stress that enough. 
And you see so many people just want to rely on crowd work or they love a comedian like Big J Okerson, who's known for crowd work. But what people don't realize is he's so fucking great at crowd work because he's been doing comedy for fucking 20 years and he's got chops on top of chops. Just he's like a butcher shop full of fucking chops. You know what I mean? See, and the thing is, this this dude yeah. came like claims he was from Mobile, and like me and Jacob do a lot of work in Mobile. We know pretty much every Mobile comedian, and none of them heard of him too. <laughs> We're like, who is this dude? Bro, you get those fucking yeah. I mean, that's that's. I almost miss that those fucking crazy those psychos that just kind of roll in, and are just like, <laughs> man, I'm a. Cause you get like we used to get, to get we used to get those guys in New Orleans all the time all the time these comics that would show up in town and be like oh man I I'm, I've been doing comedy in Cincinnati Cleveland Buffalo Charlotte you know Miami uh, Chicago Kansas City and now I'm here and you're like oh that's cool why didn't you stay in any of those places and then a few weeks in you're like oh because you're a psycho asshole who like yeah. fucks people over for money and isn't funny <laughs> and like somehow like steals jokes. And ends up having to leave town because the scene blackballed you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, we know tons of guys like yeah. that, too, man. This Everything you're describing yeah. is how the South is, like, the comedy scene is right now. It's fucking, it's the Wild West, and it's underground. Like, I, I do a show fucking every week in front of someone who has never seen comedy live before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's still like that where everyone's like, oh, I didn't even know that there were local comedy shows happening right here. And then they'll just show up and show their ass and be like, oh, live comedy is great. And we're like, no, we fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, that's that's always going to be like a, that's oh, God, that's such an annoying thing when you get audience members that like clearly want to be ro- roasted. Yeah. But the problem there is like an actual roast can happen because the person being roasted has done shit with their life that everyone knows about. When you bring in your fucking, your friend who's, it's his, it's his 21st birthday, roast him. I don't know shit about this motherfucker. Right. Aside from the fact that he's 21 and that sh- it gets boring after a while. Yeah. You know? And, and yeah, man, that's, that's funny, dude. Cause that shit happens here too. You uh. still get, you still get comics who come to New York who are like, dude, I've been headlining on the road for 20 years and I've done this place and that place. And everyone's like, no one cares. That's now you're in New York. It's a different world. Right. Dude, you Jacob, know? Jacob had the, the, the thing that we all dream about happen a few weeks ago. I wasn't there for this night, but apparently oh, yeah. they're, they're the guy that showed up and was heckling and yeah. then decided to sign up for the open mic. And it's like, Hallelujah! Like, why couldn't I have been there for this just to get out every bit of frustration? We actually made him cry, believe it or not. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because he was fucking heckling everyone the whole show. He didn't realize that professional comedians can heckle a lot better than you can, (laughs) and so he went out on the front porch and started crying. Bro, that's it's it's always man. People fucking do that. I've seen that too. It's great. When like when they when they keep poking fire and then hold their finger for a second, get burnt. And they're like, why did you burn me? It's like, because I'm fire. I'm fire. You kept fucking (laughs) stoking me. What did you expect to happen? Yeah, you're in a room full of bears and you're just like, I think I'm going to look real tasty today. Yeah, dude. One of my one of my you got it, dude. One of my favorite fucking things I've ever seen heckler wise was that was at the um the comedy cellar 
right? They were throwing, like, they're pretty, they do not tolerate heckling on any goddamn level. Like, they will, unless you tell them you don't want them to throw an audience member out, the moment an audience member starts talking too much, they're fucking out. Um, Unless you stop them, which normally no one does. And um, they were throwing this, they were walking this one dude out, and they kind of had to walk him across the showroom. And they normally do it pretty quickly, but the guy was just being loud. And on his way out, he kept shouting at everyone like, I got a small dick. All right. I got a small dick. There it is. Small dick. And it was like he was like making an excuse or explaining himself as to why he was heckling. And I was like, I'm all right. If this is the new heckler rule, I'd be all right with hecklers. If like you can heckle, but then you've got to explain yourself to the audience. Yes. Why you're being such a cunt. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Next time I get heckled, I'm just going to invite the person up and be like, "You now you I'll you heckled me, so now you get to explain why you're a dick." I, I would say you could still do that without bringing them on stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like giving them the stage is a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're probably right about that. Yeah, because because then they may not want to get off, or they may suddenly pr- produce a fucking switchblade. <laughs> And be like, you let me get too close, Robbins. <laughs> they fucking shank you right there. It's someone you it's someone you slighted 20 years ago. You never know. Jacob might he, stab me one of these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm more than likely will. Actually, I usually have a knife on me when I do comedy. That's a that's a whole different story. But um, yeah, and sadly, we all, we are very cheap fucking people and we don't have a Zoom subscription. So we have about eight minutes left on the call here. Okay. Uh, Something I want to ask you about. Please. I know that you are a big RoboCop fan. I am. So (laughs) I want to ask you what your favorite RoboCop movie is and why is it RoboCop 3? I mean, (laughs) because RoboCop 3 doesn't exist or does it only in fucking the Caribbean? Is that (laughs) that? Yeah. I still think about I still think about that fucking that moment all the time about like uh, going, I have to, I have to re-record that bit because I did it once on a comedy central thing and it didn't do it justice. But like, yeah, it was basically, I, I, a fucking Jamaican woman. I, I think she was Jamaican. I don't know if she was Caribbean and, uh, but she was a nurse at a clinic where I was getting tested for an STD and I was getting tested because I had unprotected sex twice and I told her that, and she goes, twice, who you think you is, Robocop? Which <laughs> just spawned this whole, I didn't even, I was so like overwhelmed by the statement that I was like, what does she mean by this? And I, I'm just convinced that there's a third Robocop film that was made uh, and only released in the Caribbean. And, uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because doing that accent, the first time I ever did it on stage, maybe eight years ago, not that big of a deal. Nowadays, being a white dude doing a Caribbean accent, people, some people get really like, oh, yeah. But I make the but I make the point to be like, oh no, I'm not doing a Caribbean accent right now. I'm doing a Robo Caribbean accent. Right. Mm-hmm. Different. Are you sure it's a robot? Are you sure she didn't say Robo Cock? The uh, the, I, the, the parody wore, porn film. <laughs> that I should have asked. I was too blown away by what I just heard. Like, I think I am Robo Cop. <laughs> Dude, like, uh, that, fuck. i remember like when she actually like when the when the doc when she came back in with my results which if you ever go to an std clinic 
like in New York anyway, they don't tell you the result. They bring it back in on a, like a folded piece of paper, basically just give it to you. So you can look at it and react accordingly. Right. <laughs> and I remember she gave it to me. I opened it. I looked at it, saw a negative for all the shit. And I was still just like, Robocop. <laughs> like I was so in my head about like, I, 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 and I, I it's, it's, I, I think I've overthought about it by this point, but at the time it was legitimately like, what does that mean? I'm obsessed. I watched both RoboCop films because of it again. Like I hadn't seen them in years. I was like, I'm going to watch these again. Maybe I missed something. Maybe you need to take uh, another trip to the Caribbean, go back to the STD clinic and ask her, like, what did you mean? I mean, I know that means I got to go fuck some more. You know, I got to have a good, yeah. <laughs> I got to have a reason, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm a method actor. <laughs> I, need, I need to actually put myself in a position where I think I might have an STD. Hey, there it is. Life is yeah. short. Very Christian Bale of you. That's something that he would do. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Thank you. You get it. And he's a great actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bunch of donuts, gain a bunch of weight. You know, it'd be awesome. I already got that part down. <laughs> Already halfway there, brother. Well, dude, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I wish we could talk with you some more. Hopefully, you'll want to come back again uh, sure sometime thing. soon, and uh, I'll talk to you some more. Um, I mean, you where, oh, where you guys? Where, where you? So you guys, you said you're going to come to the uh, the yes, mobile I, show. Yes. Yeah, I will for sure be at your mobile show. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fantastic, man! I'm looking forward to that one. Oh yeah. Um, I, it, I actually it, asked to open for you, and the host was like, uh, <laughs> "Yeah, maybe not, but." Uh, your your opener is Carson Taylor, who has been on this show, who is very fantastic. So okay, you will, cool. You will dig that guy a lot. Awesome. So I, will, I will probably be there. I'll probably come say hi because you'll be hanging out with my friends. So I, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be in. I'm gonna be in Mobile for the night. So we'll you know come come hang out, come drink beers. Fantastic. Um, yeah, man. Talk shit. You know, let's do it. What's the date of that show, Jacob? The you got it. Twentieth. The twentieth. Yeah. June twentieth. Yeah, uh, I can uh, run back through all the dates here. We have June 18th at Brewski's in Hattiesburg, June 19th at Club 337 in Lafayette, Louisiana, June 20th at uh, the Alabama Music Box in Mobile, and June 21st, uh, 24th, actually, at Whiskey Runner Saloon in Pensacola, Florida. So if you're listening oh, yeah. to the show right now, I know we mostly have Southern listeners. Wherever you are, that is a lot of places to be able to go see this man. You should be able to make one of those shows and you should absolutely buy a ticket because this show's gonna be fucking killer and I cannot wait to go see it. Thank you. Go to and you can go to me Seanpatton.com. They're all there. Awesome. So that's buy away, please. And uh yes, you wanna sir. tell everybody your uh your um your, wherever they can find you on uh social medias? Yes, yes. Uh, hit me on Instagram. That's the one I use the most. It's at Mr. Sean Patton or just that at Mr. Sean Patton. Yeah. Um, that's my that's that's my most frequented. Yeah, it's so, the same uh, thing yeah. for uh, Twitter too at Mr. Sean Patton. It is uh, yes, on Twitter as well. Yeah. Well, cool. It's been absolutely a pleasure talking with you, Jacob. Anything else you want to uh, say before we get out of here today? No, just thank you so much for coming on our show. I'm such a huge fan, man. I fanned oh, yeah. so fucking hard when I heard back from your agent, dude. And, <laughs> Thanks, uh, man. Thanks for reaching out. Oh, yeah. Of course, brother. And I will, I will definitely be there at the Mobile Show. So I'll come hang out. We'll have a few beers. And uh, we'll fucking party, man. I'm in. Do it. Let's do it.
All right, well, let's go ahead and play some music here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at openmikerspodcast at gmail.com. We are at openmikers on Twitter and, of course, openmikerspodcast on Facebook. And don't forget our Patreon, openmikers.com. Go support the podcast so we can get that stupid Zoom thing and we can have longer shows. So go do that. We'll see you next week. Later. Later.